All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 303 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm one of your regular panelists, Julian, admin on the FAQ message board today. We're joined by Ken, 69th Blizzard. Hello. And Marcus Almighty Mark. Greetings. Daniel, we miss you, buddy. But I, I know it's sleepy time for you in Scandinavia. I get the same way late at night. Um, and I'm not the one who has to stay up really late to do these shows. So we will do hmm. another uh, one at a more appropriate time so that he can participate because he's always got useful contributions to make to the conversation. I would ask if anyone has bought any Kiss stuff lately, but <laughs> oh, he has. You have? Well, no, just the pre-order of that uh, shirt, the stay-at-home shirt. Oh yeah, I that's for the as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to get that, you know, especially yeah. if, if the money really does go to help the guys. Help, right? Definitely. And gals, hmm. then that will be cool. Um, what else? Um, I, I'm so unprepared today. I'm sorry, but uh, I can't remember anything else being offered for sale that's of any interest whatsoever. Um, we well, yeah, actually, I did. I won an auction uh, from a oh, really? auction house, not eBay or any of that rubbish. Really Some other. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's like 20 Japanese singles, uh, 10 of which are, uh, or 9 of which are Kiss ones. And a bunch of them oh. Are, oh. are rats, which would go up on eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheap Trick, which I have zero interest in, which would go up on eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, what other bands? Oh, yeah, Aerosmith, uh, which would get, scanned, oh, okay. which get scanned, scanned for the book and then go up on eBay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you know, again, it, it's when you can't afford photo licensing. You know, it's uh, kind of a cheap and dirty way of putting things into a book. And I did just do the uh, temporary cover art for that thing, riffing on live bootleg. So I managed to make it as ugly as any of my other covers that I've done myself. All right, so let's talk about some Kiss stuff today. Obviously, the big news this week was Ace Frehley showing up on Eddie Trunk's show and a, a better quality version of that did come out today. So I was able to listen to it because half the time it sounds like Ace has the phone in his mouth, um, <laughs> which makes it very difficult to understand what he's saying. But uh, Ken, you know, what were some of your, your high level thoughts on that? I thought it was hellishly entertaining. I thought Eddie did a great job and Ace was also very, um, well, he's a real animated. Mm. Yeah, it was good. I mean, he was in uh, good spirits. Uh, I know he said he was glad he uh, got out of uh, California right before the COVID thing, Um, (laughs) this COVID thing happened. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was good. Uh, Some of it's, you know, the familiar stuff. Um, It's interesting, though, his memory is a little not totally clear on things like, you know, where he recorded the the strange ways uh guitar solo uh when he says eddie kramer was engineering on that and i was like no 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 <laughs> uh, unless he's thinking of re-recording the uh alive or something like that a live version but um otherwise uh yeah 
his memory's a little off here and there, but uh, then it, yeah, they talked about his album uh, Origins. Oh yeah, I guess the other thing was I thought was really good that is uh, he's for, you know writing new material for uh, his next regular I guess solo album. So I thought that's a good thing. You know, he says he has all this time and he's you know doing something <laughs> with it and. Um, like all of us, we have a lot, maybe more time at home, of course, but, you know, mm-hmm. some working, unfortunately, and some are working. But, um, yeah, things like that um, it was cool to hear something new. And then they talked about the uh, technology. I, I don't even call it, I'm not, I can, I'm like recapping the whole thing almost, but uh, I thought it was a good, different interview from Mace. Yeah, that was my take. And technology-wise, when he was talking about being at the Sweden Rock Festival, I think in 2008, and he performed before White Snake and then Def Leppard, and they were talking about some of the fractal technology that Def mm-hmm. Leppard uses for sound. And you know, Eddie's, you know, obviously being very clear that obviously they're playing live, uh, but they're just, you know, not doing it in a traditional manner. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, you know, and talking about how he hated the earbuds on the farewell tour, how he wants to have the wall of amps around him so just he can feel the, feel the music and, <laughs> you know, the monitors up front, which no one can ever make loud enough because his ears are shot now. Um, but I thought that was like a really entertaining yeah. and kind of off the wall thing. Another thing that stood out was that he said that E1 wants three more albums off him. So I, I thought that That's was, cool. that was, you know, very very cool he mentioned space trucking again as one of the songs that right. will be on um origins volume two and he did mention and people have been kind of um debating this on the faq message board this week that um origins two has been postponed uh to some point in the future hopefully the fall yeah. I, I think he didn't right. really nail down any specific times knowing that things are postponed and mark that made me think of you because with your (laughs) record has been postponed as well, you know? So from the industry point of view, you know, not necessarily being in the same boat as E1 and who facilitates their vinyl, just give us a little bit on, you know, what happened to you and how some of these delays can enter into the equation now. Well, um, as you know, I'm waiting on getting my yellow vinyl version of my latest record done. And, of course, uh, they they were you know doing things as per normal while while this was going on. But then as soon as the government here in Canada started hammering down on restrictions, uh, as soon as they started with the non-essential businesses having to close, they were one of the people that were considered non-essential. Train Records. I'm talking about the place that get that does my albums. Um, that was sort of. Uh, heartbreaking in one way because uh, <laughs> there you go uh, was because according to uh, I, uh, what's, what's his name William sorry uh, William the guy who runs it he told me I was actually next up to have my stuff pressed so it couldn't have came at a more ironic time to shut down I was literally next up in line to get done if this would have been happening like you know a week later I probably would have had my albums and then the shutdown would have happened <clears throat> but you know you can't really, you know, there's no one to blame really here in this situation. You can't blame them because, you know, they have to follow government rules. They also have to think about the safety of their workers as well, right? You know, you don't want to have a, 
you know, somebody in there gets sick because of, you know, you got to get those Project Gemini albums done. So, you know, <laughs> your health be damned, right? So, but, and also the other thing is too, I mean, people start getting worried about those kind of things too, because, you know, if you find out that somebody within the company gets struck down with it, then all of a sudden you start getting all these thoughts, you know, oh my God, is somebody going to, you know, transfer it onto my album somehow or <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So you're better <clears throat> off to just kind of let it take its course and then, you know, go and, you know, fresh attack and stuff like that. And I mean, one thing I highly suggest to people who have labels, I mean, I'm sure E1 and all these big labels have done this, I'd hope. But one of the things I did right away is I sent out an email to everybody who had ordered my stuff. And if I didn't send an email to them, I put up a, a video on my channel letting everybody know what had happened mm -hmm. And why did the delay happen? So nobody sits there scratching their head going, why is my record not here? It's been like weeks and weeks, right? So I think just keep people in line. Well, as far as what's going on, like keeping them informed is the, what I was mm -hmm. looking for. The word uh, is is probably very key in this time right now. Yeah, nothing like a little bit of good communication to make bad situations slightly easier. And come on, there's nothing anyone can do. Uh, vinyl record store day none of it's worth dying for so. and sorry one other thing i wanted to mention really quickly is one of the things though that i did want to do because i felt i felt bad about that because i mean literally when he told me that i was next up and i could have had my record i i, I felt terrible for all the people that reordered and that's why i put out that tomorrow is another day uh compilation record for free it's on my band camp if you just go into my band camp thing for project gemini there's a free download of a compilation of some of the my favorite songs off of all my records that you can download for free right and uh it's there and i think that i wanted to do that for all the people that kind of have to sit through and wait for this and then you know they get free music out of it you know some people may not have all my records and here's a chance to have some of the other music without having to pay for it mm -hmm. but now you have to have it pressed up as a cd so it's like a warner brothers <laughs> lost leader from the early 70s it's custom <laughs> artwork made for it mark because it's never done it's never over oh wait that's that's me who packages <laughs> stuff. All right. Uh, let, let's take let's take that as a segue into one of the first topics for today, which we're going to the message board. And obviously, as people have had down times, the number of bannings have gone up, but also some interesting topics have also been appearing as people have, you know, to me, they're being very thoughtful and really working hard to get along with each other online on Facebook, mm -hmm. on the FAQ as well. But, you know, one of the questions that's been raised for people to ponder <laughs> Peter Chris's rock album or Ace's Origins Volume 2. Which one do you look forward to more and why? I wanted to say that mm. like Stewie. Why? <laughs> why? Well, this may, this may came blah, blah, blah. This may come as a total surprise to everybody out there, but I'm actually very much looking forward to Peter Chris's rock record, to be honest with you. Why? Because this is something that we have been waiting for, I think, as KISS fans for a very long time. I mean, he's given us every other kind of thing that we could possibly want, I suppose, you know, uh, but 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 the rock record. And we all know that Peter Chris has a phenomenal rock and roll voice. You know, one of the things that we've always loved about him at KISS is his voice for singing. Mm -hmm. So uh, having a rock album come out, I think, is something that I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to. And I mean, and if it's you know, done with decent players and with decent songwriters, it could be a fantastic thing. I mean, I keep thinking back to Cat 1. I mean, not that that was like some 
uh, incredible album, but it was a pretty good record. It had some good rock songs on it. Mm-hmm. And if they if he if he improved on his writing a bit with some other writers, it could be really really fantastic. And I mean, I'm not saying I don't you know don't I won't get Origins too, but you know. I already know what to kind of expect with the Origins record, and I always kind of know what to expect with Ace in general now. But the rock record, we haven't had a rock thing from Peter in a while, so you don't know what to really expect. So it's pretty exciting, I think. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with Origins, and I'm looking forward to it as well, because I do look forward to Ace's take on other bands' songs and, you know, just to find out what he's done on it. But I don't think there's going to be anything on it that you've never heard before, because it is covers. Mm-hmm. Peters, on the other hand, is hopefully all or majority new material. I wouldn't be offended if there's a cover or two on it because I think he picks well. But I liked what you said about, you know, Cat Number One. There were some good songs on there. I yeah. know that that album on a whole wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but I thought there were some excellent songs on it. Not only, mm-hmm. you know, Blue Moon over Brooklyn, uh, Bad People Burn in Hell. I loved The Cat. And uh, mm-hmm. the other song that was only on the EP, uh, what you what you doing? I can't even think of the song titles, but there you go. Um, so you know, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing Peter's rock voice. So you know, I hope it gets to the point where it could be released, and that he'd be interested in releasing it, and wouldn't be paranoid. It's been 13 years since One for All. Um, I, I would hope that he's listened to some of the armchair advice that was, you know lobbed up that album which was his art and again there's songs on there that i do really enjoy because i get where they were coming from so um i i hope that hasn't put him off being willing to put his music out there for fans to enjoy because i'd really love to have him rock it up again you know even if he doesn't tour or do anything live for it you know doesn't doesn't need to just some new music would do very nicely ken yeah i'm with you guys uh I want the, to get this Peter Kiss, Chris Rock album that he he talked about starting, I think it was around the time that we saw him down at the L.A. Uh, Kiss Expo. Um, he was talking about it then, uh, but uh, I don't know why it's taking so, so long to, to come out. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd like to have that because, yeah, we haven't really got a rock album uh except you know or from peter chris for a long time ago you know um that chris was it chris one i forget what his name cat one or mm-hmm. but uh you you mentioned it anyway um which i have but it, it's that's a long time that's a real long time and uh yeah I, i'd want to hear him do rock songs i mean that's what he does best in my opinion um, over, you know, Beth or, or something like that. Uh, so, you know, Hard Luck Woman was actually, that's a good performance. It's the right type of song, you know, more Rod Stewart or, or Bob Seeger like maybe, uh, song like would be good too. So, um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I just, I, the ace, yeah, well, the ace one, you know, I, I didn't want a second Origins. I mean, yeah, it's nice to get a take on and see what Ace was doing. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not I don't like, oh, man, I'm waiting for that. I'm not really waiting for that. There it is. Cool. Yeah. Well, I have a theory for you, Ken, as to why it takes so long for this record to come out. Uh, yeah. Because and I'll include myself in this, too. And this is one thing I've really improved on myself personally is mm-hmm. musicians are lazy. 
you know, especially when no, seriously, when when you when you don't have a, a gun to your head from some major label <laughs> to tell you that you have to have this album out by so and so if you hope to get any money this year before the end of the tax season or whatever, then you know some people just take their time. I mean, look at Ace during that interview. He's saying that, uh, I have my guitar sitting by my sofa. If I want to pick it up, I'll pick it up. Sometimes I won't play it for a week. Sometimes I'll play it every day. For, you know, and that's exactly how musicians are. And I have a feeling that's how musicians are when they have their own home studios and they have their own timeline. It's like, I, I, I should be working on my album, you know, and I'll, I'll work on it today. And then for a week, he'll say, I'll just work on it tomorrow. I'll work on it tomorrow. I'll work on it. To-. And the next thing you know, it's been a month and two months, you know, and that's why I think some of these records get delayed. But when you're sometimes when you're signed on a bigger label, like maybe Ace might be better at this because he has E1 kind of, you know, knocking at the door. He wants to say, hey, Ace, what's going on with that record? And then he probably gets his albums out quicker that way, because if you have somebody on your back, it kind of helps that way, too. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand your your answer there. <laughs> logical. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But, logical. but I mean, yeah. don't forget, Peter is to all intents and purposes retired. Yeah. So true. Uh, you know, as Mark said, there is no one on his back. You know, yeah. so it's up to us. Nobody lighting the fire. <laughs> please, Mr. Chris, could we please have some more music? you you have fans out here who would love to hear some new music from you so there there you go Um, again I'd love to also hear some old music from him as well he talked about about doing you know kind of the the love album which is I think what One for All became and then he was going to do the rock album which is what we're all waiting for then he was talking about doing a jazz album you know so Mm. I was listening to Rush in the car the other day, and uh, Neil Parrott's uh, drum solo, latter-day solo, came on. You know when he's got all the synths and the yeah. effects and the, the horns. You know, <laughs> I, I was just thinking of Peter doing something similar, not obviously on the same wavelength sure. of Neil, but Peter doing it his way. You know mm-hmm. would be would be fun. So again, I like Peter's music. Always have, always will. I've listened to both Out of Control and Let Me Rock You in the last month. And obviously that cat number one CD was within, you know, easy reach. Let's move on here into, well, here's, let's go from one Kiss drummer to the next. And uh, one of the threads that I'm always shocked when it brings in negativity is a thread about Eric Carr. And the question was, was Eric Carr really a good replacement and I'm not even going to finish that sentence for Peter Chris or in Kiss because again it can be interpreted in so many different ways. Ken, <laughs> take us back to 1980. Was he, 1980. Well, you know what? Uh, I do remember when it's funny. Uh, I had a friend who, well, this friend that actually got me into Kiss. Actually, um, he we were listening to something i think i just bought unmasked and we were listening to it and he said you know that's not well first of all he said that's not peter chris and someone else so he was right about that so i knew something i was like well yeah he's been listening to kiss a lot longer than me so i don't know you know i'm not for sure know about peter's drumming style for sure because uh, i've only been you know listening a little while um uh but then shortly after that then i saw that uh, kids are people too uh yeah. 
episode. Yeah. And I saw it. I saw it on the actual first air airing on the oh, wow. on the Sunday morning. Uh, I remember. Cool. I still remember that. Um, but I I can't remember if it was mentioned that he he there was a replacement right before that. I think I knew from somewhere maybe it was one of the magazines, and then. I saw Kiss was going to be on that by some chance, and uh, I caught that. So it was it was cool. So as far as uh, you know, Eric being a good replacement, yeah, he was a great replacement. He's a great you know team player. Um, he doesn't have to play exactly the same as Peter did. I mean, and again, most drummers, almost all drummers, have a different style. Even if they play the same style of music, they maybe grew up listening to a different style, like jazz or some other type of, of drumming style. So, and and had maybe a different teacher or learned that by themselves. And there it is. There's the the show I was talking about. Um, so, there as far as my, I'm there comes my copyright violation tick from YouTube. Oh my gosh! Take it out. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so as far as this is as a good replacement, he's great, great team player, great drummer, strong drummer, uh, more powerful kind of rock drummer, obviously, uh, in that sense, even though he wasn't really playing that kind of music before joining Kiss, right? Uh, so much. Yes, he so, was. No, not I, really. I mean, if you go back and listen to Flasher and several shows circulate, you know, it's full of the Clash, it's full of the Cars, it's full of Joe Jackson. Um, so, okay, well, it's still rock, yeah. But obviously, in the 70s, he'd done a little bit of everything. He'd done the R&B, he'd done the soul, he'd done the funk, yeah. and then done the rock. I'm talking so, about that, yeah. So just like Peter, who had done a very similar, you know, spread of drumming in the 60s, Mm-hmm. You know, Eric Carr also had that, but he didn't have the confidence that Peter had and had grown into because Peter was older, had already been through the ravages of, you know, show business and come up with Kiss. So that's the only thing that really strikes me in particular, that he was he like stood out in all those early interviews, which obviously I didn't experience at the time as the new guy, as someone completely <laughs> insecure and ill-equipped to kind of deal with all of a sudden you go from stove repairman to blowing oh, stuff yeah. up on stage and <laughs> and, and all, of, all of that kind of thing but in, in terms of his technical ability without a doubt i mean you know perfectly set coming from you know playing covers essentially and, yeah they wouldn't have, you know let's face it they wouldn't have picked him if he if they didn't think he was uh, couldn't fit their their music or their music style in Kiss, so uh, they probably would have you know like oh this guy's not going to be right for us you know and go to the the next you know drummer in line or whatever. Yeah, you could go to Cozy Pal. Yeah. Yeah, to someone who already had an identity within mm-hmm. the industry, you ne- really needed a blank slate. Or, or if you played team. with Rainbow. Well, <laughs> the other the other issue was the the unknown factor, of course, there because you couldn't get a, a known person that had pictures on albums already out there since you know at the beginning is is the makeup um, for a couple yeah. albums. Yeah. 
I, I think that's an interesting question, though. If you don't mind me jumping in, Ken, are you if you're done? No, go ahead. I'm, I'm okay. Okay. Uh, well, I, what I was going to say is that uh, the question to me I find actually fascinating, to be honest, because there's I kind of look at it from both ends. Was he good? I think yes in a lot of ways. Number one, the fans loved him. Nobody has ever said an yeah. ill word about Eric Carr. Why? Because he was always made time for the fans. He would go, you know, those stories, he would go down from his hotel room, bring food out to the fans who were cheering outside the hotel rooms and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, you don't hear Ace and Peter, I mean, Ace, well, Ace or Peter, or you don't hear Gene and Paul go and doing something like that. So I think the fans identified more with Eric, and that's why they loved him so much. So I think mm. on that end, I think they did a very wise thing and brought in somebody who was so likable that it probably increased some of their fan base exponentially because of that, whether you would want to believe that or not. I think it did because people really liked him. Um, Performance-wise, I think he's a great drummer, but then here's where that producer, musician side of me kind of does that little switch over and starts thinking the other end of it. Now, he's he is good. He's a great drummer. Uh, some of the stuff I noticed, he, he tends to fall back on the sort of same patterns here and there on songs I notice when he drums. But the one thing that I find interesting is that for a drummer who is so great, um, maybe not that great in studio compared to live, because after all, he had the name Alan Schwartzberg appear quite a few times on albums that he played on. And it was always, you know, Alan Schwartzberg appeared for Tom Phils, or he appeared for this, or he appeared for that. And, you know, who knows throughout the years what happened with Peter. I mean, we always hear stories that he didn't appear on this song or that song. But, you know, for the most part, we can be pretty confident that Peter Chris drummed on most of those early Kiss records, right? But, you know, that's the thing that always makes me kind of wonder is because they they bring him in. Maybe he was fantastic in a live situation. He was definitely a great singer. There's no question about that. They made a great choice with that. But, you know, maybe in the studio he had his little issues as well. Maybe that's why they brought in Alan or they brought in, you know, Kevin Valentine or they brought in whoever to do things whenever they brought in somebody else. Right. So, you know, I can see why the question was brought up. Was he a good replacement? Because. When you hear those stories, and I, you see those kind of threads on the board recently, actually, quite a few times I've seen threads about Alan on there. So maybe that kind of played into this person's thread start. You know, hey, you know what? If Alan's been used so much, did they make a mistake getting Eric? Yeah, mm. I, I think with Alan and Eric, you know, especially on the albums in the mid-'80s where Alan's credited, you know, and, and got it in his discography for hi-hat overdubs, I think it's more a matter of convenience eric would come in and do his drums at the beginning of an album and mm-hmm. then go on vacation there was no reason for him to stay around he wasn't singing lead he wasn't playing guitar he wasn't playing bass it was the paul show essentially or, mm-hmm. or gene so he buggered off on vacation you know once done so then if paul's in the middle of mixing an album you know putting it together and mid 80 sounds oh i need more tinkly tinkly you know, mm-hmm. Schwartzberg on line one, you know, that makes sense. It certainly wasn't because, say, on The Elder, he was replaced on those two songs because of a question of feel. I, mm-hmm. I, I think, again, that wasn't because Eric wasn't able to play it. He had played every style of music. I think he just couldn't cop the feel and they didn't have time enough to work through mm-hmm. and let him get that. Instead, you just bring in someone who can... You know, it's basically a drumming Rolodex. Okay, yeah. this, 
tick, 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 tick. Done. Bye. Where's my 500 bucks? Studio musician. Yeah, you know, these these studio pros are something different. Oh, yeah. They are a whole next level. They're Mm -hmm. not necessarily the sort of cats who you want to watch perform. Some are, and I'm not doing a broad some sweeping, are, yeah. you know, generalization, but some of them are guys who are made just to be in a studio to make that perfect music. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what was that uh, that uh, West Coast group of uh, session? The Wrecking Crew. Oh, the yeah. Wrecking crew. Jesus. You know. And then you had the cats who basically cut the tracks for Peter's. Motown you know, solo album uh, in 78, mm-hmm. you know, did the demos with Sean. I mean, those are just mm-hmm. pure studio professionals. So that's my mm-hmm. take on it for, you know, right or wrong is that, you know, and you mentioned Kevin Valentine. Well, why was he brought in? Well, that's because they didn't think that the song was good enough because Eric uh, Singer was rushed, you know, mm-hmm. for revenge is what I'm, I'm talking now. And he had already gone back out on the road again, rather than vacation as Eric mm-hmm. Carr may have done. And they needed to replace the track. So they called someone mm-hmm. else. So it's, you know, I don't think there's anything nefarious. And going back to the 70s, I don't think Peter was ever replaced on anything until Dynasty. Yeah. And yeah. then it was yeah. just a matter of necessity. And he certainly wasn't replaced on his own damn solo album because like Gene, he played on what he wanted to and had someone else do what he wanted to. And yeah, there's the stories of him exactly. sitting in the studio enjoying, you know, being a singer on his solo yeah. album. Yeah. Just like Gene doesn't yeah. play a, a note of bass. So mm-hmm. n- nothing horrendous. Um, yeah, we got a little bit off, off that topic. Um, <laughs> getting back to, I think, Kiss. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Simmons is quoted this week as saying, "Kiss will not resume the tour until there is mm-hmm. a COVID cure." Wow, that's <laughs> halfway to being a song. Um, or, or so then there's an or after that, right? Or so someone you, pays us enough. <laughs> yeah. So what are your thoughts on what that means, Ken? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're older in age and that's obviously you have to be a little bit more careful um but when they say covid cure um i guess they they're they they must mean a vaccine Mm. is out there and available (laughs) i know they're trying to uh fast track uh, the vaccine or a vaccine to try to get it out there by maybe january i don't know if that's going to happen but um who, who knows? So, yeah, I think they're just trying to be careful. Um, they just probably figured they're, they're just scrapping the rest of this year. That may include the cruise, I'm guessing. They better have. Yeah. And, uh, and then maybe they'll still be able to do their final, you know, performance that they scheduled in July, well, July 17th of, 2021 um yeah your your next date on the tour is the last date of the tour (laughs) and you know it it could come down to it or maybe they'll push it a year delay everything one year what they were going to do maybe april now this april and may and forward they'll push it everything one year out and then they'd finish 2022 i don't know who knows what's going to happen Come on, just mm. push it the hell out so that you finish in 2023, which would be the 50th anniversary. Oh, that might be the way. It could be the 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 wheelchair tour. Uh, 
you know, crutch and wheelchair. You know, you're not allowed to call Doctor Love anymore because he's no longer got the cure you're thinking of. Um, there's not going to be any vaccinating one's ass with a Victrola needle. Um, there's not going to be any COVID cure for a while. End of the Corona tour or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and end, end, mm-hmm. end of the plague tour. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah, you know what? It, I think it's disappointing. I don't see any show happening this year. I think that's the general feel within the industry mm-hmm. that large scale gatherings are done. Um, mm-hmm. Putting a large scale gathering on the cruise would just be suicide at sea for me. Um, I, I couldn't stomach the prospect of getting on a ship with people Can't get off. all over the world <laughs> where there have been different degrees of you know social distancing and, and fighting this whole thing, not to mention sailing from Florida. Um, you know, oh, yeah. the state that was like, yeah, come to our beaches, get infected. Oh, now you can go back to all your states. Yeah. Um, Here, share my snorkel. Yeah. So. <laughs> there, there are just far too many unknowns. Having skirted so gently against COVID personally, having been sick on the cruise with the cruise crud, knowing that Paul has and that they're older. I mean, they would, have, yeah. they would have to helicopter them in for their few appearances. There would be, it, it, it just wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. And everyone, yeah. Would, be, everyone would be worried, I would think. Um, and there's yeah. only so much tequila one can drink. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think that, you know, and not to sound like a, you know, negative guy here or something, but I, I think that this is, I think they're done. I don't think there's going to be any more touring. Uh, if I if I get Mr. Simmons's vibe correctly from what I heard this, you know he's one of these guys that's very cautious and fearful of disease and stuff like that. I get the feeling that he doesn't want anything to do with anybody near him as far as like you know six feet near him or whatever. You know, I don't think he wants anybody near him at all. And let's face it, Kiss made their whole career by you know being you know the that that band that you know you know look look in the early days they did those parades for cadillac michigan and this and that and they were they were all about the people's band and stuff like that and then they had the cruise you know and stuff like that i just think that they're you know they always do meet and greets and stuff like that and that's one of the things that really makes their tours profitable that's out of the question now for sure Mm -hmm. and this whole we're not going to tour till there's a you know a cure for covid i mean does he realize that there's not even a cure yet for sars that mm. came out like years back. There's there's not even a cure for some of the regular oh, flus, let let alone you know this, you know that have been around for years and years and years. So yeah, come on, how I many times know. have you gotten a flu shot and still gotten the flu? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, it's they can't get it right. And and come yeah. on, COVID right now is a little bit more. Well, it might work, it might not work. You mm. know. Oh, and by the way, it may kill you. As well. Yeah. So yeah, and, and, again. I don't, and, and I, don't one, think it, I don't think it's being negative either. It's just being realistic. And there's one thing that I wanted to just really uh, go back and just touch on really quickly. I know we talked about this way early in the episode, but I really wanted to get this in. How many people do you think guys are going to chime in, you know, with this whole ace thing, how he said, you know what, you know, all this time that we got going here, uh, being at home, I started working on my next record. I guarantee you there's going to be a flood of people on the board saying, well, why doesn't Kiss do a record then? If Ace can go and do a record, you know, and make one, why the hell can't Kiss go and do it? They have the technology the same as Ace does. 
you know, let send over their songs, get Eric to do it at his house, the drums, he does it at here, this, that, bang, boom, you got another Kiss record. Because every you know someone's going to say it. You know I, well, someone's going to say it. Mark, you know? I was thinking it when when <laughs> when they said he was recording, I'm like, oh, gee, I, I wish, you know, Gene and Paul would start, you know, writing some songs and with this extra time that, you know, try yeah. to put an album together you know, with the band somehow or rather, you know, rather you don't necessarily have to be in the studio together. You can send the thing, you know, right. You know, Mark, well, yeah. you can send the, the files back like and forth, and, you know, heck do just, just do it. I mean, if you're, you're saying you're home and you're, you're really bored. Well, that's something, a project to do maybe, and to give it to fans and maybe sell it and, and donate part of it to the, Charity or something? Yeah, music from the elderly. A concept album about the play. (laughs) Music from the elderly. (laughs) Nice. Like that. Shoot. Like the the wrinkled hand on the doorknob? (laughs) (laughs) The arthritic hand. (laughs) Trying to reach up. (laughs) Oh, God. That's just... All right, so let's move on here. We've got a, a few more topics that, you know, I, I see I left a topic on from the last show as well. Uh, yes, we did find a happy place. Um, is there a magic number? And Ace mentioned this in his, you know, interview with Eddie Trunk um, about his willingness to maybe rejoin the band as it is or were, the context of which is unclear. Um, and, and he had mentioned that he's been, you know, in communication with eric and you know gene and paul you know being friendly at least mm. and, he, and i think he basically said if the price is right well for peter and ace do you think it is only about a magic number do you think that it's only about money or whether mm. respect and dignity respect and dignity in the same sentence as kiss doesn't seem right (laughs) um in terms of them being out of kiss maybe respect and dignity do fit with those what what do you think is there a magic number or is it more about um unquantifiables mark um i think as far as peter chris goes i don't think there's going to be any number that'll get him back i think he's probably well i'm going to guess i don't know peter chris personally but uh, I'm gonna guess that he's pretty happy with his life right now. He seems like he's, you know, enjoying his retirement. And I, I think he uh, didn't he say somewhere at all that he somewhere that he's pretty much done and he doesn't want to play anymore. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I don't think I can imagine him doing a tour anymore. I don't think he's just really up to it anymore. So I mean, even if the number was, you know, millions and millions, I mean, maybe he would, you know, humor himself and think about it. But I don't think he would do it. As for Ace. I think that he would do it, you know, and I think it is all about money now for him. I don't think that, you know, it's nearly as much about those other factors. Well, sure, he still wants to be recognized as the original spaceman and, you know, everything happened because of me and, you know, he wants those props, I'm sure. But I'm sure that, you know, he could forget about some of those requests if they add another zero to the end of the number, right? Yeah, and zero, additional zeros make lots of things easier in life, don't they? I mean, let, let, let's be absolutely realistic and, and frank with things. Money does 
motivate and change one's opinion quite rapidly. You can have mm-hmm. a high horse, but uh, you know it takes a, a, a very strong person to not you know come down to the money. Peter, I don't know. I, I certainly think he can play a show. And Ace, yeah. you know, I think could... Well, I don't know if Ace could do a tour. A, a KISS tour. And I don't know how healthy it would be for him. And again, that has, I've said it many times before, I think his mental health and sobriety have to be more important than being there at the end. Because I, I'm a firm believer that if it were the four at the last show, that it would have to be as it started out, completely equal. Because otherwise it would not be right. They all created the characters. They all created the sound. They were all part of the magic that here we are nearly 50 years on celebrating. So it wouldn't be right for Ace to get more than Peter or for Gene and Paul, regardless of them carrying the load for the years after both of the other members left. You know, for that one final show, could they just be magnanimous and, you know... Come Four on split. and share in the bounty Shit. of our greatness and our grandeur. Um, no, of course not, probably, but you know, one could be hopeful that they call Gene and Paul, call up Ace and Peter, say, "Hey guys, we're doing the last show. It's got to be us. We screwed it up at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're not going to miss this opportunity. One for all, all for one. Um, you got you to pay for your own airfare. Um, but otherwise, I'll be completely <laughs> can." Yeah, I, I mean, I was going to say that. I mean, if it's one show, um, Gene and Paul should throw them a bone and, yeah, make it four equal shares. Um, and if it's just them as the four, I mean, we're not talking. If if Tommy's going to play and also Eric would play in this show, then it would be, yeah, be six-way split. But I think they would want a four-way split, one last show in makeup with the originals. Yeah, 25% each. Um, yeah, just make it equal. Just end on a good note all all the way around. End on a good note. Uh, you know, I don't know what they would do about costumes or something like that these days uh, if they try to refabricate something old again or, or, or just do a new one for the final show. I don't think they would do that. I think they would just pick something old again, maybe something that uh, would work. Uh, uh, something that was stretchy and fit. Something that would fit and maybe <laughs> not show too much of this or that skin and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. Just Just do it right. Do it right. End on a high note. You know, and you know what? You know what? You can do Kiss. You're going to record that final show of the original members, you know, reunited and go out with a bang. And you're going to sell lots of copies or digital copies of this performance at wherever it may be in New York. Yeah, but then I, I... You know, there's, there's still so many possibilities that just randomly thinking about these things. I'm like, well, maybe they just do the set list that they did at the December 31st, 1973. Their professional coming out will be their professional checking out. Just a short. Just a, just a short set with the originals. But you add in Rock and Roll All Night, Detroit Rock City, and Beth. 
and boom, you're oh, out. Yeah. No, He's no, out of death, yeah. No, no, look it up. No, look it up. So yeah, shock. And maybe shock me for, you know, for Ace. Could you know, one. so you've got that original set, which was what, seven songs, I think. Um, and then just add on those other four. That's 11 songs. No doubt Peter can do that. Um, you know. Yeah. Just check out. And you put Tommy and Eric front row center. Because they were there in the early days watching the band, too. They get to end where they started, watching the band. And they get shout-outs from the audience, from the band, you know, uh, and maybe come up for the Rock and Roll Night section and just see it all out there. Bruce as well, you know, he could be front and center. Um, Just tie it all up with a nice little bow. Um, Bob Ross, some happy trees over here. Um, (laughs) I thought... Julian, I thought you were going to say put Tommy and Eric behind the curtain and they'd be playing the instruments, <laughs> playing behind them their their instruments, the drums and the and the guitar back there while they have uh, Peter's and Ace's uh, instruments silenced. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the there was an old movie. I, I, I can't remember the movie now. Maybe it was Singing in the Rain or something like that where they had the person singing behind a curtain real voice and the person out in front was actually lip syncing to that person singing live behind them (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it's probably a britney spears show all right let's just uh (laughs) another quick one straight off the board that you've not had any time to think about we've done these before i'm pretty sure but uh, since people want to always post the same things over and over we get to talk about the same things over and over pick one right now songs that they should have played live ken Ooh, songs they should have played live. Okay, um, I'm going to say uh, it's my life. Let's do that. That's a, that's a great pick, which they have finally done live, by the way. But... Oh yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, it was on the cruise, right? <laughs> that, that doesn't really count. Okay, but... well, really, well, okay. Let me switch. Let me let me pick something that they really haven't done. Um, like ever, you mean? I don't think they've done. All of them as a band. Uh, I don't think they did uh, larger than life as a band. Yeah, they did. Right? They did that one too. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm thinking. <laughs> You're right. They did that. They did that on cruise too. Probably the bloody cruise. All right, I'm gonna go to Mark. While you get your uh, stuff together, anyway. Mark. Yeah. Well, there's one song I, I would. I would like to see them do, I mean, you know, it's never going to ever happen, but I'd love to see them do Odyssey. I, I think that would be a great song for them to do. Yeah, maybe on Symphony 2. There you go. That would actually be, that would have been perfect. If they did Great Expectations, could have done Odyssey. Elvis yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to hear them do that song. Hmm. That's, that's good. That's All a, right. That's an interesting pick. I got it. I got it. All right. Okay. What is it? I'm talking about same element. Under the Rose. That's the one I would like to. I thought you were going to go back to Dynasty. Under the Rose would be a good pick, though. Yeah, I think for me, um, they've only lip-synced this one, and it's going to be Turn on the Night. Because, again, it's such a pop song. And because it was obviously filmed in Worcester, Massachusetts. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at this thread, and, you know... just off that first one, they did Mr. Speed already. Rocket Ride would have been... That's just something that's never going to happen. Um, so many good ones. All right, 
let's leave that there for this week. <laughs> That's plenty of just random boards in the topic. Um, next week, I think we'll try and do a proper topic, one that requires some preparation and research. Because uh, yes, got some look at rock and roll episodes coming up, hopefully. Uh, mm-hmm. next week I think dig back into the Wasp mm-hmm. for uh, the Crimson Idol and uh, there's another band that you want to talk about isn't there Mark but we'll keep that a surprise yes. and we'll yes. see who else we can get to participate on that one okay. throw some hints out there mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well we shall see alright that's it for this week uh, thanks for watching thanks for listening like us review us comment on us wherever you see or hear us and as always we appreciate you giving us your time and we'll see see you next time bye for now thank you for spending time listening to the kiss faq podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like look us up on facebook or come over to the kiss faq message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today don't forget to rate us on itunes spreaker or wherever you've listened to the show we hope you'll join us again